Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with 301 Icon. His latest song is Love Songs. It's from Broken Lover 2. He combines Afropop, Trap, R&B, probably even more influences, brewing as we speak. So welcome to the show, 301. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Now, is it okay to abbreviate your name as 301? Yeah, most people do. They either call me 301 Icon. Some people call me 3. So, yeah, whatever. This, none of them are my real uh, government name. So whatever you, whatever <laughs> you choose to glean out of, out of that is fine. Well, it's catchy. And even though uh, you're in L.A. now, I know you're from, like, the D.C. area. Is the 301, like, for the D.C. area code? Yeah, so the 301 is the Maryland area code. Um, I'm actually in Maryland right now. I'm leaving to go back to L.A. to uh, move permanently in April. Um, but, yeah, 301 is PG County. That's where I'm from, PG County, Maryland. Um, that's, like, kind of – it's a Maryland area code, but more specifically, I'm from PG County. But it's right outside of D.C., so that's why, you know, that's kind of, like, where we where – Oh, we Nice. Well, when I was reading your stuff, you're talking about DMV, which mm. first I thought that was Department of Motor Vehicles, yeah. but but that's like D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, like that general area. Yes. Well, yeah, it, it's technically that, but we really only like consider, so it's like D.C., a small portion of Maryland, which is like PG County, and then like a little bit of MoCo. Uh, which is Montgomery County. So this, Maryland is basically their cities, but they're more. We relate more to like the counties that we're from. Um, okay. So it's like the counties of uh, Prince George's County, which is PG, and then uh, Montgomery County, and then like the top half, the Northern Virginia. We don't really claim the rest of Virginia, or the rest of Maryland. <laughs> Well, what could possibly be luring an East Coast rapper out to the West Coast? Um, honestly, a lot. So for me, um, I found myself in a predicament where the ceiling here, there's a ceiling here, you know what I mean? Just because there's not as much attention from outside sources. Um, usually when a rapper makes it from Maryland, they have to sort of leave, either go to atlanta new york or la um just because that's where the industry is unfortunately you know eventually i feel like uh we will have that light on maryland because honestly the talent level is not different from you know any other state if any if anything there's more talent here it's just that um there's not enough light to shine on it so that's why a lot of people have to leave well i was reading when you've been in la to I think get some get some notice. You put out a compilation called Something Dope. So Something Dope is a open mic circuit that runs out there. It's probably the best and like most popular one out there. Um, they have people like industry names pulling up to like perform and stuff. So yeah, it's really popping. But that's what that was called. Um, I went out there for about three weeks to a month. And during that time, one of the main things we did was go to a something, one of their events, they had like this thing during Grammy week, that was a contest. 
Um, and basically, everybody at the open mic that got selected to perform had to compete. Um, and they picked a diff- different winner from every day. And at the end of the week, they picked one grand final winner um, that would win, like, you know, promotion and radio play and different things like that. Um, and we ended up winning the whole thing. Um, so that's that was the vlog that was that was put up was basically the um, days leading up to the the win the W. So so you were having your eight mile moment. Yeah, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the rap competitions like? I mean, are are they uh, still going on today? Um. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that that one's usually not a competition. It's an open mic. They just made, I don't know the reason why, um, but they made it a competition. Usually it's just for like, it's not like how it was in the, in the old and golden days where it was like a, a rap battle and whoever had the best bars was like, you know, was going to take the cake. Now it's more about like um, holistically like, uh your stage presence your music if your music is palatable to this new generation um it's like what you bring differently creatively your image like it's kind of about the whole package now um in terms of who wins or who doesn't win for the most part Mm -hmm. are you hearing more uh, just original music being incorporated um Yes, definitely. Just more original music and more like more melodies in the rap. You know. Well, well, I think that's where the R and B comes in, and I like that you're, you know, still trying to keep the the R and B alive. I mean, is that something you're real conscious of, or did you grow up, you know, listening to like your parents' R and B? So my parents are from the generation that most of my friends' grandparents are from. They had me at uh, forty when they were forty-seven years old. Um, barely made it here, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. So like growing up, they would listen to in their in their church family. I grew up playing piano in the church. Um, so the main thing that they would do like they would play either gospel or they would play like the temptations or Smokey robinson or um sam cook or you know different guys like that like way back like the spinners like people from my generation probably don't even know those artists like marvin gay you know what i mean like so it was definitely a couple of generations back with my R&B growing up listened to, but then I also had my friends that would, you know, listen to like the stuff that was hot at the time, like um, Usher and, you know, Chris Brown. So I kind of skipped the, the parents generation of like the, um, you know, your, what, what's the guys? See, it's, it's hard. It's harder for me to even think of their names. Um, the Tyrese's and the uh, Mac uh, Maxwell, you know, stuff like that was kind of. Did you like, miss? Did you miss like the boys to men era? Yeah, but then also my sister, my big sister, um, she's she was like the age of my friend's parents, so like I kind of got that not as much, 
but I did. She was she loved boys to men, so I I like heard a little bit of that, you know, as well. But it was mainly back way back when where I was here. So how do you take that? You know, those influences, maybe even the gospel influences. Mm-hmm. How much of that is like in the back of your head when you're writing your music? So I'd say all of it is. Um, you know, as humans, we're built up. Uh, our our present state is like built from a compilation of our past experiences. So in everything, in the way that I talk, in the in the ideas that I have, and the stuff that stresses me out, and the stuff that gives me joy, is all kind of shaped by my upbringing or what I've experienced up until now. Um, so yeah, I'd say a lot of that is heavily influenced. I have one song. Um, that's called Too Deep, and it literally sounds like a church ballad, but, you know, it's actually, like, talking about love, and there's definitely profanity in it. Can I, I can't curse here, right? Or Well, you could try. Okay, <laughs> so there's definitely, I say, like, you got me effed up in love, you got me fucked up in love. That's, like, one of the main hooks. So it's like, it's definitely, the music is church ballad because I produced it, but it's also, um, it's also expletive. Another um, really big influence in my life was African music because my mom was an African dancer. She African danced with me uh, when I was in the womb at 47 years old. And when I came out the womb, my first instrument was actually a djembe I would play. It's the uh, circular African drum I would play djembe while she danced um and so african music has always been a part of my uh you know influence and i've realized it more now growing up that a lot of the rhythms that i'm attracted to a lot of the rhythms that i use are like african influenced rhythms whereas they're like more triplets and not like two four or four four based for my uh music nerds out there well, perfect time for you to be recording with Afro Pop being so popular now. Yeah, exactly. Well, your parents, did they want you to go in their footsteps and keep playing piano in the church? Um, definitely they did. Um, mom, so like my parents are the were the praise and leash, uh, praise and worship leaders at my church that I grew up in. So that's kind of how I got um, to, you know, go back and play on the drums and piano after church. And that's kind of how I learned. So, yeah, they definitely super, super, super Christian. They wanted me to go down the, the piano playing route. Um, and I still play. It kind of supplements everything that I do now instead of being the main focus. But they definitely wanted me to go down that route. They understand, though, you know, just as me growing up and stuff and finding my own lane that that's not what I really wanted to do, but they, they get it, you know, it, it took some time, you know, but they, they understand now. <laughs> well, even though you're in, you know, different kind of music now, how did playing piano during those services help you in your career now? Oh man. Like if I had not done that, I would be nowhere near where I am now. Just in terms of like stage presence, you know, like people ask me when I perform, like, how how are you so good on stage or so comfortable and not nervous and comfortable being in your own skin and like free pretty much 
free to, you know, do whatever and give us energy up here is because I've been performing in front of crowds since I was, well, really four, but at least like consistently like eight or nine, I've been performing in front of crowds. I got all those pressures out early on. Um, I used to play and sing at the church. So it's like I've been performing because I was performing all those years and it even got me sort of used to a, a degree of um, a, a degree of popularity or fame, you know, of course not worldwide at that point, but it was like in the church, I was like the golden child. Like I walked into the room, everybody said, what's up? I did. I had to hug the old women, kiss the babies. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was like kind of that just because I was up on stage singing and everybody loved it and all that. So it was like the church really prepared me for the life that I live today. Cause it's, it's like, you know, that type of stuff just, it's like, like I said, it's your past upbringing. I'm used to performing in front of crowds. I'm used to just being in the spotlight. It's something I'm comfortable with at this point, just because of how often I had to do it as a child. So, you know, how to create a following from the grassroots level. Yeah. You know, say, you know, you plunk yourself down there in Los Angeles, you know, from halfway or from all the way across the country. Do you want to get those in-person connections? You know, we're so focused on social media, but it sounds like you could just put yourself in any new city and start making contacts because of it seems like you have a lot of just personal experience interacting with people. Uh, yeah, well, that's definitely a part of it. Um, it's the experience. It's also the studying. I read books um, that, and like, you know, there's this book I'm reading right now called How to Influence uh, People and Gain Friends or something like that uh, by Dale Carnegie. Um, there's a lot of life is basically like, you know, studying and and learning new things and i'm a very avid learner so i feel like that plays a part in it too um it's definitely a personality thing i have this thing though where it's like i like to perform before i talk to people because it usually gives them a different they talk to me differently after they see me perform or hear my music because especially in a city like la it's like everybody's kind of competing it's like there's not there's a there's a big chance that you could be talking to somebody that either A is on top of their game and can blow up tomorrow or B should probably be should probably not quit their day job. So it's like that contrast when people meet you out in LA and because it's like not a superficial area but it's like people want to know how you can benefit them before they want to know how your day is going. You know what I mean? So it's like, because of that, when you go into a situation and, and uh, you, and you're meeting people, it's like, they kind of meet you with a sort of like, what can you do for me? And then it's like, you perform and now it's like, Oh, like you're dope. We can see you going places. Now I'm going to act a certain way towards you. So after that, it, the conversation becomes a lot easier because it's more like, um, you know, like you can actually help me out. My talent is to a level where your, uh, your, you know, whatever contacts you have can actually help me out 
and I can help you out by being somebody that you can associate with that is, you know, on the up and up. So I feel like that definitely having conversations and being a people person is definitely 90% of the game. Um, I'm not 90% because a lot of, because you could do that and not have good music and you would still be, you know, not right. Well, not, you know, on the up and up, but for the most part, yes, communication is necessary and it's very, it's been very beneficial to what I've been trying to do in every city I've gone in. Well, nowadays you go to an industry event and the first question people ask you is, what's your social media following? How many followers? You know, it's, right. it's all about that number, you know, is your Instagram at 100,000, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and do you think there's too much emphasis on that? I do, especially these days when you can buy stuff like that. Um I mean, I know a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I have come across quite a few people on Instagram that have like 100K followers and like five comments under their picture. And you're like, OK, uh -huh. that that doesn't mathematically make sense. Um, so it's a lot even in like Spotify playlisting and stuff like that, like. Um, impact and. You like, let me see, perception of is everything in this game so it's like if you have the perception that you're doing well people will treat you different and think you're doing well but at the end of the day that's not authentic if you can't bring people out to an event to a to a show but you have all the followers in the world are they really following you you know what i mean or are they just bots or are they you know there's, there's a lot of questions in that so i don't really put too much stock in that um because a lot of it is fabricated Mm hmm. Well, who are the fans that connect with you the most sincerely? Um, I'd say because my brand has two folds. So one of them is Broken Lover. Um, and that's kind of the the theme behind love songs. Um, what I mean by that is anybody who's been broken by love. Um, and that's like, you know, anybody who's been heartbroken or is heartbreaking now, heartbroken now, um, who's going through it, you know what I mean? I feel like we put a lot of emphasis on relationships and love. Um, it's one of the most important things to most people on this earth. So it's like when you get attached to somebody and everything goes to shit, for lack of a better word, um, you kind of, it kind of breaks you to a certain extent. And so what I like to do with my songs is talk about that heartbreak, but talk about it in a way that's not depressing. It's more like fun and jovial. Um, on the other hand, we have a good vibes type of feel where it's like um, going, running through your problems full speed, like being happy, like picking yourself up when you're down, that type of thing. So I feel like, it can, my, my brand really, or my fans are, the fans that receive my music are either in one spot or the other. They're either um, brokenhearted and need to be lifted up, or they're happy, or, you know, either one. But usually I, I reach most fans when they're, like, in a place of going through something. And then they're like, okay, yeah, I can turn on 
Uh, good. I have a song, Good Vibes, that's doing really well. I can go turn on Good Vibes. That'll make me feel better about myself. Or I can turn love songs on. He's talking about exactly what I'm going through, you know? So I like to reach people that are that are down. I feel like, you know, if we're up, that's cool. That's party music. But, you know, I feel like my calling is to is to help people up from where they are, if that makes sense. Well, when it comes to love songs and singing about relationships, it seems like there's a lot of male bashing out there that's mm-hmm. kind of accepted. Like, if a relationship goes wrong, it's always the guy's fault. And don't you think there's a lot of people now who want to hear a song from a man's point of view, but when it's not just about, you know, bashing the guy like he did everything wrong? Yeah, and that's kind of like where I come in and where I feel like my one of my spaces in the industry is because it's like, Yes, I'm not, let me give this caveat. A lot of times men are the issues, but a lot of times women are the issues. Any relationship is a two-way street. You feel me? It's like, I could be this on this day, you could be that on that day, and everybody has two completely different perspectives. You know what I mean? So, And I've been through kind of both situations. One situation where I was the one that was probably mostly in the wrong, and then one where... I was the other person was the one that was mostly in the wrong. So, yeah, I feel like we need that new fresh perspective of like, yeah, like there are toxic women out here, too. That's doing men dirty. And we need to talk about that because it's not, you know, that's not that's not what's being talked about. And I still have space. That's why, like, so my music is I want to write songs. I like to write songs that women can kind of like relate to as well because i want to be all inclusive and i know women go through the same heartbreak as men so it's like you know my music is tailored towards both but also me being a man i'm given the perspective of what men go through you know well after you hear women say men are dogs over and over you think okay well what's next what what comes after what 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 do people want and and instead of just the the put down maybe people want to hear you know something constructive right yeah so I'm, go ahead i was just going to say and, and since you know you're pretty out there you know with a song called love songs and you know broken lover you know what do you think your strongest message is um i think my strongest message in general is to learn yourself and love yourself Cause I feel like that's the key to life for real. And a lot of people don't love themselves and that's why it's hard for them to love other people. Like when you talk to your friends, your, your male friends, like mm-hmm. what are their frustrations? You know, what do they want in a relationship? Um, well, most of my friends are in relationship, funny enough. And actually now I don't think about it. All of my friends, like I have like six, <laughs> six friends that are in relationships and that's just the males. My female friends, like a couple of them are too. But anyway, um, so it's kind of funny that I'm the only single one out of the whole group. But I feel like talking to them, what they really want is just a someone who listens because that's imp- very important. I feel like um a lot of times communication is the detriment of all relationships b they want somebody who's loyal 
that's not gonna uh, give you know the attention that they that they feel is uh, relationship um, based to another individual, and they want um, I don't know, just I guess consistent <laughs> consistent sex. Like that's kind of <laughs> that's, that's you know if we be honest, that's what they want. <laughs> Love, loyalty, and sex. Well, I bet since you have so many friends and relationships that they try to set you up with women all the time. Yeah, some of they some of them do. Uh but it's like right now I'm in a space where I I just got out of a relationship. Like the the toxic relationship that I'm talking about in love songs happened a year ago. Um pretty much to the month, like about a year ago. I got out of that relationship a year ago. So I feel like right now my journey is leading me to heal um and not because i have scar you know whenever you go through a toxic situation you have scars from it and i have scars from that relationship that aren't healed yet um they're healing but i feel like it would be wrong for me to include a woman that i would want to love into my process of healing until i feel like i'm at a place where okay like i'm healed enough to uh, start something fresh. So yeah, they do try to put me on with with females and I, I do, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I, I don't turn them down, but in terms of getting into a relationship, that's not where my head is at at this current moment. It might be different a month later, maybe even a week later, you know, but as of right now, usually they they don't um, they don't stand the test of time. Because a lot of people, when they have a breakup like that, they just jump right back into another, you know, kind of to get a temporary fix. But for you, it sounds like, you know, you're able to write about your experiences. And don't mm -hmm. you think that's more cathartic? Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I well, So my thing is, when I first broke up with uh with her with old girl, I was like looking for I was in the same way. I wasn't looking for somebody to love, perhaps. I mean per se, but I was looking for some type of like physical fix. And I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. I feel like I, I should have taken a little bit more time just to um just to be by myself. But the music definitely helps in that process for me to to just get my my feelings out. It always has like the anytime I'm going through any tumultuous time um or like period in my life where I'm lost, music has a way of finding me and helping me to find myself. Um so yeah, I definitely say the music helped and just getting out all those frustrations and you know, and even during the relationship, love songs I wrote in the middle of that relationship. And it's crazy because I showed it to her and she loved the song, but it was low key like my it was low key like me saying like I'm I'm about to leave soon, like this is not working for me. But yeah, like that that song, um so yeah, when I'm in it and even when I'm in it as well as when I'm out of the, of the relationship, it definitely helps me to like, to find my center and find my calm during, you know, all the emotions that are going on. It's like music is the, 
is the ground is is my grounding technique. Well, do you think your music and your career attracts women, but then once they find out how time consuming it is and that they don't always get to be, you know, the priority, is that a tough thing to balance? Yeah, um I yeah, definitely because it's like for me and that's another that's another reason to segue back to your other question about um about the women that my friends are setting me up with it's like when i love i love very hard and it's it's kind of distracting to my goals um and what i have to do so i have to find somebody that is like working just as hard you know what i mean at whatever field they're in um that won't be a distraction that won't be like yo i need your i need you all 100% of the time like or at least somebody that's able to rock with me and do it and come with me to everything i need to do that's kind of what i'm looking for um cuz a lot of women it's like they're used to especially out here in maryland it's like out here in maryland it's it's very hard dating for an artist unless you're going for other artists because everybody's used to a government schedule of like they go to work they go to work for the government monday through friday saturdays they're off and they do whatever and that's just not my lifestyle like some days i'm busy some days i'm not as busy but i'm always doing stuff it's not a day goes by where i'm not doing something to further this music so it's like that time consuming commitment like i might it might be like 12:00 at night on a Thursday and I got to go to this event and it's like you want to stay home and cuddle and watch TV but that's not what we're doing cuz I can't you know I can't afford to be held back um so yeah it definitely is it's it's hard you know for in that aspect cuz they want the world and it's like it's like my girlfriend is my dream right now you know those arrangements in music where you see the spouse is also the musician's manager mm. which seems to work for a lot of people cuz you know if you're on the road a lot and, and then your wife gets to come with you as your manager there's never that you know separation where oh i never see you yeah could, yeah. could you see could you see that going um i could i don't know honestly because i just wouldn't want to mix that level of intimacy in the business um just because i know how sometimes stuff goes wrong and that's you know not a natural part of life but i wouldn't want any relationship like that to affect the business also i already have two managers right now that um i'm taking with me to the top and to where we go to where we when we tour like i already i kind of already have my team really that i that i want to go with me all the way so there wouldn't be a spot for a manager maybe maybe she could have some other type of job and i wouldn't mind her coming on tour with me that's not what i'm saying but i wouldn't necessarily want to put her into the work cuz even for the most trusting woman don't you think it would be hard if you had a girlfriend or a wife back at home and you're out on the road cuz that's where a lot of relationships break up you know think things happen out on the road yeah yeah that's definitely going to be uh difficult to uh, maneuver it's 
it's a part of life though you know it's just kind of part of the life that I've chosen for myself and um that's kind of you know that goes with, along with the broken lover brand it's like I have to have a woman that's going to be able to be down for that um and not a whole lot are uh and they say they want that life and but it's like at the end of the day like they they still have that that need that natural need to be loved and held and as we all do you know but it's like yeah i can't uh if, if that's what it is it's like you can come with me on these certain tour stops but it's not gonna be a you know i'm here every day type of thing and that's kind of what i'm used to honestly like all three of my relationships have been long distance at some point whether it be high school sweetheart now we're in college and we're trying to make it work um we're in college now but you transfer to another college and we're trying to make it work i meet you somewhere random and like try to make it work like it's all of them and all of them have failed so so that's i'm not saying that that's necessarily the right way to go but that's just what i'm used to so it's like she would have to get used to what i'm already used to What's the best relationship advice your parents gave you? Oh, that's a good question. I can't even really think of any right now. I know they tell me. Um, or better yet, because it's not always what they say. It's kind of their example. Just yeah. witnessing their relationship. What do you think? you know, made that successful? What are the, just the, the really cool things you witnessed and how they interact with each other? Um, I think that part of it is compromise. Um, a big thing, well, actually, I want to say two things. One is compromise. You know what I mean? You're not always going to get what you want. Comprom actually, three things, I'm sorry. Compromise, communication, they're very communicative. Um, and the third thing I say is just to have fun. Like my family is the type of family that roasts each other. Um, like if I come down and I like, you know, my shoes are like weird or whatever, they might be like, what are those? Or like, you know, like diff different stuff like that. Um, like we always are joking with each other, always jovial. They're always singing too. Like sometimes I'll come down and they'll just be like, singing and harmonizing like it's a very playful loving um musical family and relationship and you know that all stem from their relationship so i'd say honestly the biggest thing is to have fun and don't forget to still have fun with each other when you know time comes into play um but yeah do they ever make you feel like the clock is ticking like okay You've had your fun now. When are you going to settle down? Um, in terms of me and my relationships? Yeah. Do, do you ever feel that pressure of, come on, you know, we, we, we like what you're doing, but, you know, uh, you're not getting any younger. Do you ever get that speech from them? Um, well, so in terms of women or in terms of music? I think just to say, you know, it seems like most parents would want you to settle down and start a family like them. Like, do they oh, yeah. they want to see you married and have kids in the next five years? Um, definitely. But my mom wants me to like do it the right way. So it's like they want she wants me to 
Um, she definitely wants me to like settle down and find a wife. Sometimes I'll be playing with her and saying like, I want, I want five baby mamas. Uh oh. Well, <laughs> I, I can only imagine the look on her face when you say that to her. It's not a good look. <laughs> but um, yeah, nah, it's 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 all fun and games though. But they definitely want me to settle down. They want me to have kids. I'm the last. It's really more my sister. My sister is like, yo, like, I don't care who it's with. Like, we'll help raise it. Like, have a kid now and just send it over and we'll raise it for you because she just wants a kid. And, like, my, I'm the last one of my family, really, um, that's, you know, like, able to, to give offspring. Like, least of my immediate and, you know, next of kin family. Like, my, my parents are older um my mom's brother my my uncle my mom's uh brother he doesn't have he has kids but they're not they're kind of past the age of having children um my dad's siblings they didn't have children and they're past that age so it's like kind of all on me to to procreate and keep this this thing going keep this show on the road. Um, so yeah, there's definitely pressures for that. My sister definitely is, has pressured me to have kids, but you know, and I do want kids for sure. I do want a family. Um, it just has to be the right woman. And until I meet her, um, you know, it's like, I can't, I can't promise anything or give a, a date. Um, and it's also like, you know, like I said, this music is my girlfriend. So it's like, I'm not really actively looking for a wife right now. Um, if she finds me, then, you know, that's cool. But I like to live life um, kind of like just, I don't look for things. I put them out into the universe. I, I make sure my energy's right. I, I put them out into the universe, ask God, and usually they find their way to me. So it, it hasn't really failed me so far. So that's what I'm that's what I'm looking forward to doing in, in that regard. And, you know, eventually I know right now mom is probably like, uh, come on. But, you know, I got time. I'm a man. You know what I mean? Like my my time clock is I can still have kids when I'm 50, 55, you know, maybe even 60. So it's like I'm I'm, you know, not rushing that part of it, but eventually I definitely do want it. Well, at least this pressure to have kids could inspire a song for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used it yet, so maybe that's my next topic. <laughs> well, hey, before we wrap up with a couple more questions, uh, where should people go to discover more about you and hear your music online? Um, you can go wherever you usually go. I'm on all streaming platforms, uh, YouTube. Um, my website is 301icon.com. Um, but yeah, so wherever you go, whether it be social media or your, uh, streaming platforms is three zero one icon, all one word. Um, pretty easy. I don't know. I C O N if in case you needed to spell icon. Um, and yeah, just follow me, find me anywhere, tap in, send me a message. I always respond, uh, you know, download the music, um, you know. I'm pretty I'm pretty approachable. So the most important question here with you reestablishing yourself in Los Angeles which has a different area code 
Mm-hmm. Are, are you going to have to change your name to match the area code? <laughs> no, I can't. I mean, it's funny because even when I go out there, I say 301. The area code out there is 310. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Every time I go out there and I say 301 icon, people always type in their phones 310 icon. So like, <laughs> it's definitely close enough and I could switch it, but no, nah, I got to, I got to, Cause that's part of my part of who I am. Like my whole thing is authenticity. You know, um, I wanna, I want people to, I wanna, I wanna be myself. You know, I have people to love me for that. When you start being somebody else, people can tell. Um, so yeah, it's three hundred one. That's that's who I am. That's where I'm from. That's my area code. That's where I grew up. You know, what I'm saying I can't claim another area code that I didn't grow up in. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep it 301 until eventually I want to remove 301 altogether and become icon. But you know, for SEO optimization reasons, until I'm big enough to do that, I have to keep the 301 in front. Well, at least it's like when you enter a room with that name, it's like telling everyone you've got some East Coast competition here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> well. Uh, I want to give you the last word here, and I think it's really exciting, you know, that you're going to take on Los Angeles, you know, mm-hmm. such a big music town. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your strategy for the next year? Um, So right now, my strategy is just to get out. Like, I built my, I built my fan base in Maryland by going out to events and doing this, doing that, doing third, always being seen here, there. Um, going to open mics, even, uh, performing and having those fans then follow me and come out to my shows, you know, um, to the point where we had like, for a good consistent amount of time, we had at least 50 or 60 people coming out to my show, um, which is pretty big in the DMV area because people don't be coming out to shows. So in LA, my goal is to do the same thing pretty much. Um, just network with people, go to events. It's kind of like I, I have the blueprint of how to do it from being here. In LA, it's easier. Like I went out for like a couple weeks and they know me in, in one of the, if not the biggest open mic circuit out there. I'm pretty well known now. Um, something dope. Once again, shout out to them. Uh, in the in the DMV, I did this a similar thing with this group called Open Gym. Shout out to Open Gym. Um, they do events around the area, and it's like the definitely the best open mic on the East Coast. So it's like I'm pretty much taking that same formula, taking the things I learned with them, and going to the West Coast and kind of going with the same attack method. You know, just throwing shows. My live performances are a big part of why people fall in love with me. So just doing that more consistently, um, working with artists that are on a step or a couple steps above me, and yeah, just just manifesting like <laughs> a lot of manifesting. That's pretty much the goal and and what we're doing out there. Well, who would you most like to collaborate with in Los Angeles? Um, a couple people. Uh, are we talking big names or like local? How about one local and one big one? Okay, so I'd say right now I'm looking to collaborate with 
Well, I'm gonna give you a couple more because I, I just had a couple more that came to mind. <laughs> sure. So I'm, right now, I'm looking to collaborate with people like uh, Baby Rich, DDG, um, uh, 2K Baby, Kalan for real, for real. Those are like the the high to mid, mid to high um, people I'm I'm looking to work with. But there's a lot of people at the events that I've been going to on the underground that I like as well. Um, Major DeVoe is one of them. Um, Dewan Smith is one of them. Um, we already have a song together, actually. Daliana is another girl that I'm, I'm looking to uh, collaborate with. Um, if I missed a couple people's names, I think. Oh, Big Mike the Virgo is also someone I'm looking forward to collaborating with. So yeah, it's like a lot of different, a lot of different lanes. I, I like to collaborate with people on my level. Some I like to collaborate with are under my level if their music is good enough, and then people, of course, above me, in terms just in terms of like you know notoriety and like you know like what they have going on, what their their camps have going on. And, stages in their journey what stage they're at in their journey so yeah i'd say those that's kind of like my list um big big names i really want to collaborate with SZA because i love her so much um you know there's there's others as well but you know that's just what came to mind now and any upcoming releases from broken lover 2 or maybe just an entirely uh, new album yeah so album wise I have to talk to my team because we haven't really decided what we're doing yet. But um, in terms of videos, I have another video dropping mid-April um, and a new song called Throw Away as produced by my videographer, Aaron Boy. We actually, it's actually funny because everybody in the in the house of 301, Team 301, everybody does like something else. Like my manager um big spender shout out to big spender i have two managers big spender and remy freo big spender is the manager that he also does he also produces so he produces some of my tracks remy freo is my manager but he also does pr he also does music of his own which is pretty good but we're gonna we're looking forward to collaborating soon um aaron boy who was the videographer also produces but is a fire producer like every all these people do these things, but they do like multiple things very well. So, um, yeah. And then E-Man is like the editor. That's kind of the whole um, of the team. And then, you know, everybody's girlfriend is also like the female, uh, the female voice in it. Um, so, yeah, basically, I forgot what the question was, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Like any like new new music. Yeah, yeah. Throwaway is the next single that's coming out. It's produced by Aaron Boy, um, and shot by Aaron Boy. So, and is that on uh, the Broken Lover Two album? No, that's that's new. That's, it's that's all new. new. Yeah. Okay. Broken Lover Two. Broken Lover Two came out um, like probably six months ago. Okay. Six or more months ago. Um, love songs i know the song came out a year ago we just dropped the video this like a, a couple weeks ago um so now we're like entering a new phase where it's like you know still broken lover themed 
but there's going to be more like just more video content, just more of everything, just more. <laughs> now, did you do a Broken Lover number one album? I did. So I is did. this going to be like a trilogy? Are you going to do a number three sometime? Um, I'm probably I'm. So this is the plan. We're either going to do a Broken Lover three EP or we're going to do a Broken Lover like a, a just Broken Lover album because Broken Lover and Broken Lover Part 2 are EPs. There's like about six or eight songs, six to eight songs on each of them. Um, so we're probably going to do like a whole 12-song album that's just Broken Lover. Um, but, you know, that's when the time is right. I have to have enough eyes on me where I feel like they'll sit and listen to a whole 12-song project. Maybe like Broken Lover Deluxe Edition. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, I want to tell everyone you've been listening to 301 Icon. Current song is Love Songs from Broken Lover 2. Hey, I really want to thank you for sharing such great insights and really wishing you a lot of success there in Los Angeles. I appreciate it so much, man. Thank you for the interview and great questions. This has been the Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes.